0: Okay, and a very warm welcome to the Breeders' Cup edition. Yes, we are going stateside of the Bar Stewards' Inquiry. I'm joined, as ever, by Leakeys of assistantbet.co.uk and John Leng of John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook. As I told you before, do go and check out both of their sites. You will find very informative information, and you'll have a good chance <coughs> John Joe's Blogspot as well. So the guys are going to take you through all the action stateside. That includes tomorrow, Friday's action, all the juvenile events, at Keeneland in my sweet Kentucky home, and they will also take you through Saturday's card as well. So, good evening, gents. Uh, we are going to look at Friday, the juvenile events. Uh, Lee, I believe you've got some selections for that.
1: Um, I have. Um, I mean, we can go through sort of like the the, the last sort of four races, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Um, I've no actual selection in race seven, uh, which is the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, um, well, I did feel there were one or two interesting runners that 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 might be worth a mention. Um, Mutter of Todd Pletcher's caught my eye in the Bourbon. Um, uh, an impressive run, really, for a first run on turf to come out in a grade two and do that, do, do what he did. Coming from well off the pace, great turn of foot. Um, I, and I think that could run a big race, but probably priced about right, which is why I've not really gone for um, a, a bet as such. Because uh, I think the odds are, are sort of are cramped enough for me around five to one. So I just thought I'd mention it. it, it that'd be the choice, but no, no value for me, really.
0: Okay. Okay. And um, John, do you want to talk about anything on Friday?
2: Um, yes, I want to just mention the absolute state of the fact that everybody has to have a rosette these days. Um, <laughs> I, I go back a fair way, and I can remember when the Breeders' Cup used to get done in one night, and now we've got this situation where you can't be saying to go empty-handed, especially if you're a breeder who needs to make a quarter of a million a year net. Um, so you've got the two-year-old sprint dirt distaff with bells on and so on, and um, all these type of races where if your horse doesn't quite fit what was the two Gilded Hour races on the big night, you're left with one of these consolation prizes, you know, and to fill to fill a full card with it, you know, I mean, hats off to him for imagination. You know I mean, it, it seems to me as though maybe he's had a lengthy conversation with Wesley Ride and. Just said, well, you know, give us a down on all your horses and what type of race they might want, and we'll stick them on for you. Um, which I, I do think he could have quite a good night on Friday, but you know, um, I am rather disappointed that the, the putting all these extra little races on it, it to me it dilutes yeah. rather than, yeah.
1: Have you have you
2: any have you any bets on Friday, John? Um, I thought Campanell might be worth a wild bet on in the juvenile sprint. Um, his other one's probably the better Osper, I think. Six to one about an ascot winner. Um you know, I, I think that's uh, reasonable. Um I was really interested seeing Madge Tinkler with a the runner there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now, I mean, now he loves fighting with one hand tied behind his back, doesn't he? And he, he goes in Rowan Scott here, the richly experienced American pilot, Rowan Scott, um, purely because the wife, Kim, no longer has a license. Um, You know, I mean, he really does like to set his horses a conundrum, doesn't
1: he? Yeah. Um,
2: so um, it'll run well for Moulton.
1: Yeah, I've I've two bets on the Friday. Um the uh the first of them is in the juvenile fillies. And I've what I've I've watched this filly, and I, I really really like her. I like her, she's a real substantial type. Um she runs in the juvenile fillies race. That's the eighth race on the card. Um she basically uh, ran into day out of the office which is the, is the market leader um and I, do, I don't think she got the run of the race at all, she she was sort of trapped on the inside she she was always playing second fiddle in terms of first run and I liked her attitude, she never lost any ground on day out of office and I, I just fancy uh, Vquist um, to reverse the form with day out of, of the office and I think 13 to 2 is enormous, I, I'd have a shorter than that probably around the the 4-1 mark, I, I, I sort of made her around that. So 13-2 to two big for v Um And the, the other
0: bad got was... Joel Rosario,
1: yep. Yeah, Joel, yep. Yeah, Joel, Joel Rosario in the saddle. Um, and so, yeah, I did feel v was, was a real good bet. And in the juvenile Phillies turf, I like the Graham Motion trained Alda. Um, she's basically... Been trained really well for this race. I like, I I do like the fact um, she's um, been given a rest into this. And I do, Graham Motion is a a master uh, Mm at preparing races for Breeders' Cup off absences. Um, He won this race last year at Santa Anita uh, with Sharing. And I think this fillet ran really well in the Natalma at at, at, uh, Woodbine. Is this worth
2: of a filly? Sorry? Is this worth of a family on this?
1: Um I'm not sure actually, John. Um, um, but she she basically made up a lot of ground at Woodbine, mm-hmm. um, gave first run again. And I and I, and I really I really fact sixteen to one this filly, which is just miles too big. I, I would be, sure. uh,
2: I had a note on this, i sure.
1: Yeah, she's she basically she's I I I I would make a half those odds. Um she, she she could get a very favorable trip because she's come from behind i think there's a bit of speed in here and i do like her chances in the juvenile Phillies turf that's alba at 16 to one
0: okay brilliant stuff lee okay mm. uh, we will we'll take a look at saturday's cards um and then we'll take a little break for listeners questions and then we'll just have a little look at the weekend uh, some great jumps cards at the weekend and of course, at Up at Doncaster, the Novum handicap. So well, let's go through uh, Keenland, the uh, the main event. Uh, which one of you got, have you got something in straight away in the Breeders' Cup Filly and Mare sprint,
2: Lee? Um,
1: yeah, to- um, yeah. I've, it, it's probably the Biggest price of my selections over the two days. Um, really, really like one a price here, and I think you should consider using uh, Sally's Curling uh, in Exotics Place Only Markets. Whatever you can do, really, she's priced at thirty threes with the books. You'll probably get bigger than that on the machine uh, on the night. Um, she basically she she was a decent decent three year old. Um, and basically Dale Romans is bringing this one along the same way as he does with his two-year-olds, which is basically off, a, off, off an absence, uh, and he's he's a master at, again, preparing uh, his horses uh, to run well in these big races. Um, if she performs to her best, which I believe she will, I'm certain she will, um, she's going to be finishing fast off the pace and and as i said i really think she's got got energy here to be fi- sort of finishing third or fourth maybe maybe even surprising as i said you're probably going to be getting 60 to one on the machine i would imagine um and plus with her being 33s with the book so she's the one that had in exotics and and, and and places and things like that run well at a big price
0: okay anything for you in this one john
2: I'm, I'm just trying to find blaze tip, and... <laughs> <I'm> yeah. <sorry. laughs> yeah, yeah. He's at the bottom, John. He's at the, the bottom. Yeah, no Sally's curly. I'm, I'm, I'm Sally's curling. I'm just about to, just about to tear, tear up my own workings out and things. It <laughs> uh, just sounds too good for words, this, you know. Um, um, but no, no, I didn't really have a, a strong opinion on the race at all, to be honest
0: okay well um that's a a, a great um a, gre- a great shout there from from lee um lee well we'll carry on as you're, as you're leading there with that. any um go ahead and and say uh talk us through your your bets for the evening
1: oh for the for the for the saturday for the saturday um well the next bet i've got is in the uh breeder's cup sprint um Forenze fire um which is my bet in the Breeders' Cup sprint. Eight to one plus available. Um, Frenzy Fire has run twice uh poorly this year, both times we on the slop. I've checked the weather forecast, and if it's reliable, we won't be getting slop, it'll be uh a, a fast track. Um, and basically, in his last eight tries on fast tracks, um, he's run a very, very fast, fast figure every time over five different racetracks. Um And I think he's also improved uh, for this trainer, Kelly Breen. And Kelly Breen has been going extremely well recently. Um, Horses are producing big numbers, so he's obviously got the right uh, medications. Um, (laughs) And and basically, uh, this horse has had some wide trips as well. Um, And I I, I do feel if he can avoid a wide trip here, he's drawn in post position 8, which is not ideal, but had he been drawn inside, I think this horse would have been about seven or two. Um, now, if he can overcome that draw, he's, he's got a big chance. So that's forensic fire in the uh, in the sprint. Um, have, have you anything in the Breeders' Cup sprint, John? No. No, nothing in that one. Um, right. Uh, would you like me to continue and go through yes, the, what I've got? Yeah, the ammo? Yeah, yeah,
0: carry on and then we'll, we'll throw to John and, and see what secrets he has up his sleeve.
1: Yeah, um, my, my, my bet of the meeting here in the uh, in the distaff, the, the 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 mayor's, mayor's race on dirt, um, is Horologist. Um, she was beaten by the favourite in this Monomoy Girl, uh, Churchill Downs, uh, in the Latrine Stakes, the, the Grade One there, and I feel she she bounced on on that run um, because she she basically recorded a good figure last time out. And I believe she bounced because that was all. That was she only had three starts for for Bill Um and if she runs to the to the level she did last time, I honestly believe she's got a, a massive, massive chance. Maybe not reversing the form with Monomoy Girl. Monomoy Girl's an absolute beast, but she's six to four. Um, she she really is a, a very classy filly, um, and I couldn't put anyone off at six to four. But how on earth is Horologist fourteen to one here? Absolutely enormous. Um, I'll put it this way, I can see a running Monomoy girl fairly close here okay. and so the fact we're getting 14 to one's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, next one would be uh, in the, uh, uh, the the turf race um, I felt Arklow uh, had a wide trip in this race last year um, and basically he ran much better than it looked in this race last year uh, on figures uh, with a, a lot of doubtful stayers in this, you've got Magical You've got Lord North. Will they get the mile and a half, mm-hmm. et cetera? Not sure. Uh, Arclo, I felt, would be a, a very good bet um, at around 16 to one with the inside draw, which, which will work well here. The only problem is here could be a lack of pace, because you can imagine a lot of horses that doubtful stayers taking a pull, not going forwards. So you might. And is a deep close. So, so basically, um, that's the problem there. But again, at 16 to one, Arclo is massive in the turf. And in the classic, I like Tom's Detat. Um, he ran eight big races in a row until he had trouble at the start of his last race where he stumbled. So you can ignore that in the Whitney. Um, I'm against Authentic because of uh, Bob Baffert's record, by the way, at Keeneland. his uh, in Breeders' Cup races. He's poor. So I'm opposing all Bob Baffert's runners um, just because of that reason. He does just for whatever. Oh, and by the way, Bob Baffert's in trouble with the drug gang. Um, three, three, yeah. Three days ago, he's been rumbled for um, uh, for substances. Um, so I wonder if the Baffert runners might be just a little bit below par, which is interesting to say he's mob-handed in the classic.
2: Um, so
1: I
0: went. Sorry, carry on. Sorry.
1: Then. So, so I went for Tom's Detap because basically I felt the horse was guaranteed to run a race for me, and I thought seven to one was fair without being a strong bet. But oh, okay. for some, someone that wants my strongest bet, it's horologist in the distaff at 14 to 1.
0: That's fabulous. Okay, now I was just going to say, um, I see your your old friend, the Philly uh, Medea, actually runs runs in that race too, John Goss. Yes. Yes. Uh, we were with her at Ascot, weren't we?
1: We were I was quite strong on her asset. Yeah. And she she disappointed me in the closing yeah. stages, really. Uh I, I just I, she looked like she was likely to go and go very close and filthy then filthy ground was, out that early. Could it, it was filthy ground
0: it was, yeah.
1: Um so you could yeah, you could you could possibly uh, just throw her in there. It'd be interesting to see because obviously the European runners obviously get the benefits of the medication. Um mm-hmm. and she might just be the type to benefit from that. She right. could have bled at Ascot in the ground because she stopped very quickly. She did So, very quickly,
0: yeah.
1: So she she could benefit from the medication, so it's a good point, Catherine. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't rule a big run out from her either. yeah. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Lovely. Uh, John, how many bets have we got from you on the Saturday? Oh, just a couple. Um, oh, shoot.
2: Uh, I, I was absolutely devastated at least managed to find Arklaw in the turf. because um, <laughs> I thought I'd done really well there and sorted one out. Um I mean we don't really have a great record in races other than this the turf. I think this is probably our our best race. I was looking at the mail the other the other night and we haven't won it nearly as many times as I thought we had. But we, we seem we simply our were in this race. Um but then when I was looking at our challenges, um Wells Philly has absolute stacks to find on the boat and the clock. Uh, I thought three to one was appalling um for that one. Um right, she's a Philly in the farm and all the rest of it, but for me she's got ten pounds to find. Um I like arch though. I, th- I thought it ran well last year. Um, I like the say arch. Um, I think it throws fairly genuine stuff. Um, and similar to what Lee was saying, I think uh, stamina could be a, an issue with, uh, with some of our challenges in this race. Um, I, I thought maybe the danger might might be channel maker, trained by the beautifully named Bill Mott, So, <laughs> um, don't they have Dade Paul in America? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Obviously not.
2: Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, um, cut a long story short, I, I like Art Law. Um, in The Mile, um, I can't have Kamiko, um, I don't think a toe bend Miles is exactly something he's crying out for. But two of us is that I do not think are pretty much tailor made for this from over this side of the pond, a safe voyage siskin. And they've both got decent enough draws to suggest that they'll probably both travel like travely things and uh, come round the apex of the bend into the straight, both out on the stale. And if they get, well, if one of them gets a run, you know, when you're talking like 8-1 to one and 11-1, I think you could probably dutch the pair of them and be, be sitting pretty as long as one of them gets a, a nice gap turning in, you know. Um, so they're that, that, that when we show, really.
0: Okay. And um, obviously this this uh, is not, not my forte at all, uh, but I, I was actually going to back Siskin um, for the very great reason that I just, uh, I think he's a fantastic race And where are you going to get that price on him? Anywhere else, essentially. That's um, that's why I'm backing Siskin. I know nothing about...
2: Um, I saw a film uh, of this arse working out on the track um, earlier this week, Catherine.
0: Okay.
2: I thought it looked absolutely superb.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's... um I, I, I keep going back to his... Run at the Curra, and I thought that you know everything. Everything that went you know could go wrong went wrong. He still fired away from them. Yeah, uh, that that did impress me a lot. And yeah, it's it's mainly. I mean, I wouldn't have a clue about any of these American competitors. There, it just you know, uh, I've I've been there looking at Wing Canton and Aintree while you you guys. <laughs> you you guys have been studying um side but yeah i i am I am gonna bat Ci I think he's a wonderful race horse just
1: going just going back to John's point on um kamika um I, I i wouldn't be running there i there's no way if I owned that horse mm-hmm. I would be going there the the, the thing for me is every, everyone has, can probably see it that the horse is best grinding it out over a mile yeah um and like you said, with the turns, and it's a short run to the bend at Kingland. That's the other thing. That horse, I don't think, has got the the roar early to to get a decent position. So 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 already, if you back yeah. that horse, you're going to be on the back foot round the first bend, and then you've got passage issues, you've got numerous complications to be taking seven or two. Um, it's just not the horse's barrow. I
0: don't think. No, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think it is. I mean, think all right, you're not going to get the, the undulations um, that you have at Goodwood. But he said he, he didn't appreciate the twists and turns of, of Goodwood.
2: know the, pro- the problem being, though, that if you didn't run this horse there, chances are David Redvers would have to pay for a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Stand by his own lunch.
0: True, I mean, <laughs> you
2: know.
0: it is... Um, John, would you, be, um, would you be suggesting that he's possibly riding the gravy train?
2: Well, you know, <laughs> I, I think that there might be the whip of Bisto in the air. Yes. Fabulous.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, I think, like we've seen him, he, he, he loves Newmarket, doesn't he? And he likes that, that long, straight, fast run with an uphill climb where he can sort of grind it out against the rest of them.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. I'd, if he's I'd,
1: if he's in training next year, it, I mean, the perfect race for him is the uh, the Queen Anne,
0: the yeah. straight mile
1: at Ascot. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so that was a look at, at the action in the US of A. Where do, do you think by this time to, tomorrow they may have stopped counting? By the way, I mean, this, this is the longest election count in history, isn't it? It's just he, absolutely bizarre.
1: He's not going quietly. I don't think
0: He's not. I, it, I loved to see the the press conference the other night where where he said that um that everybody was bringing shame on their country his hair his hair was moving about a bit it was just super <laughs> it, was, it was almost like a spitting image sketch in itself, but it was it was real time anyway on to um listeners' questions um great question here from Invicta Capital on Twitter so thank you for this um without naming them and in brackets obviously. Do you think that there are any yards in England who can attribute their success to the misuse of performance enhancing drugs? This, of course, I would imagine coming off the back of um, Jim Bolger's conversation with the Irish field, where he seemed to suggest that there were certain yards in Ireland using things that they shouldn't. I think Mr Bolger may have a point. You know, our our old friend Jim. I know John's very fond of him. Um,
2: certain lads in Ireland still smoking as well, which...
0: Yeah, and I I hear they didn't go to Mass either, which is like a double penalty. Um, But, um, John, I feel that this is a question right up your street, so I'll start with you.
2: Well, first of all, I'd, I'd take issue with the word misuse of drugs because I think the drugs that are being used are being used to their absolute optimum by <laughs> experts um, and I think it it, it it it's quite easy really because you can look at some trainers who maybe five or six years ago could hardly buy a winner and
0: mm-hmm.
2: you'd be thinking well another 18 months will see him off and then all of a sudden they're up to like 15 to 18 percent winners to runners. Yeah, um, and I think I think it tells its own story. You know that um, once they get access to a five dollar share, uh, they don't uh, they don't look back. Or they don't tend to, um, you know. Um, and you know, I mean, that they're all going to do it, aren't they? You know, I mean, you, you go back to the seventies. Um, there was my friend trainers band back then. I mean, well, they also ended up in America, didn't they? But, I mean, 1976, was, Wallow stopped the clean sweep, didn't he? Because Angel Penner was absolutely whooping it up. Pawnees led all the way in the Oaks, and the King George, for God's sake, you know, a filly that looked like two sides of an ironing board, let nail together. together. Um, and yet he kept going and making the likes of Bruni and Youth. You, you know what I mean? Beyond parody, really. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, you know, uh, and it, it's always gone on, and they're always going to do it. You know, if the if the aware, we we don't do it, wouldn't we?
0: Well, there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, um, <laughs> Lee. Well, uh, your thoughts on this question?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, there's a reason why the, the top trainers are the top trainers. It, it's, it, it, it's there to see. I mean, I mean, I mean, some have, it's not nuts and hay, is it? I mean, you know, there's, I've got no evidence to say that, but I'm not naming anyone, but it's just, it, it's a case of the, the, the best trainers, are the best trainers, because they're on the, uh, the right stuff. And, and, and it's obviously not being detected, um, And that's just how it is, and that's how the same with athletes in the Olympic Games, etc. You know, Mo Farah, etc., goes to Salazar, and you know, you can make accusations, there's no evidence. But if they're beating the system, that's what people do, they they, they want to beat the system, and that's it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, um, kind of like the you know, when say you're at one of the big festivals, you get a fantastic from great racehorse from one of the big yards, and you're over the moon about it, absolutely buzzing, crowds gone wild, but there's still that kind of elephant in the room about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think as I've, as I've gotten older within racing, I think that that's become more and more apparent to me. I don't think that when I was kind of like my late teens, early 20s, I was really, I, I kind of picked that up. I sort of just went along with, oh, everyone must be really good at training. You know, but now I'm like old and cynical, um, you know, I, I don't know whether it's just because I'm old and cynical, but I, I do sort of some of the performances um, that I've witnessed, say, over the last five years in great. But then I've kind of thought, hmm. You know? And I think I, I just I just I, I, I do think I do think it's there. Yeah, I do. But, um, you know, what can mere mortals like us do about that? Um, so thank you very much for that question. That was great. Um, great question here from Mark McKay on Twitter. What is your favourite race meetings festivals? Do you have a particular punting favourite track stroke festival, Lee?
1: Um, I'd, I'd I'd say tracks wise, I, I I prefer rather than festivals or anything. I just I just like a track with a fairly long straight because mm-hmm. I always think the tracks with a short straight just 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 obviously play more to look um and another thing as well be wary of tracks with um, where the horse boxes are before the winning line there's so many like for a prime example would be exeter um where you've you've got the the horse boxes before and the amount of horses that you can see hang to the left because it's like home time it's feed time yeah um and 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 they don't want to go past. Uh, it's it's tricky, and and I think that you should build that into your betting. Where, you know, you should look at tracks. I think long straights are ideal because it takes out the look factor more. You know, so yeah, yeah,
2: that, yeah, John. Um Festivals. Uh, I always like the Dante, mate, purely because I feel as though that's the proper start of the flat season, Um and. I tend to see a lot of people I haven't seen for a year or so when I, when I go to that one. Um, Trackwise, um, I would say it's a probably a toss-up between Doncaster and Newbury, um, yeah. and it's probably not a coincidence that they liking tracks with long straights. And those two have at least long straights.
0: Yeah, I'd say for me, like it's it's pretty obvious. Obviously, I I love I love punting at the festival. I love. I love being at the festival and and kind of study all year round for it. Um, But I'm biased. I live here. Um, It's what what I've always done. I do like, I like punting at the um, Grand National Meeting. I like punting at Punchestown. I do like punting at the big festivals. And on the flat, I would say that I really enjoy, if you bet, uh, at Royal Ascot actually. Um, So, yeah i like i do like having um oh galway as well i love having a bit of the galway festival kind of um yeah big festivals for me i would say um right let's get on to our best bets of the weekend um see so i've obviously looked at the jumps um my best bet of the weekend is um eglantine de soy at the uh, the mayor's race at Wincanton. Now with Paul Nicholls, Brian Carver, she's top weight. Brian Carver used his claim to take some weight off that. Claims five. Had a wind up since um, joining Paul Nicholls. And I think that although she hasn't won since uh, her victory in the Mare's Novice at the at the Festival of 2019, I do think she'll get on the score sheet here. Um, obviously, there's no there's been no downgrade in, in switching trainers, you know, willing to... Nichols isn't a negative move. It's uh, I'd say it's mainly the same. You know, obviously two two very two very good trainers, two trainers at the absolute top of their game. And um she she's got a very likable piece of form of last year where she she ran in the um the big uh handicap hurdle at the Left Town, the Dublin Racing Festival, um, showed really well in that. She came fourth in that. Then Went on to run in the Coral Cup at Sheltenham where I think the mistake just put pay to any chance she would have. She so had a wind up since then. I think if you translate her her Irish form and um, her festival form to this race, uh, I think she she stands out. So that's the bet of the weekend for me. Um, Lee, I believe you have one at Doncaster for us.
1: Yeah, um, and and it'd be quite fitting, really. The the November handicap, it's a fun race for me ever since like. The days of bat swing and things like that. I I, I love the the gambles in the November handicap, and I do hope that a friend of mine, uh, Dan Gilbert, could land it with Torcello. Ran, ran ran a great race on reappearance. It will have needed the run as well because the thing is, with Dan Dan's a professional punter, and obviously the horse went off at a very big price. And I haven't spoken to Dan about it, but I, I can tell you now, if 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 is going off at thirty three to one or twenty five to one. They need the run. So basically, that horse has run a blinder. It loves the soup. It loves the flop, which you're gonna get. You're gonna get really sticky, horrid ground. It'll sluice through the ground. So Torcello, for for my friend Dan Gilbert, I I, I think's got a major chance to win that. Uh, And it's sixteen to one, which is again huge. So yeah, yeah. that's that's my bet of the weekend at the moment. Yeah.
0: Okay. Awesome. Yeah, ran in the Greatwood last year. No.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Dan loves to win the Dan Dan aims everything for the for the Greatwood. Yeah. 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 He's,
0: won it, he's won it, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: And I yeah. think I think Torcello will be probably aimed at the Greatwood, uh, but but again, it would have needed the run at Newbury. So the fact it pulled like a long way clear of Arshak, yeah. uh, which went which should have won at Redcar uh, earlier on this week. Um, I think uh, and Luna Jet the horse that was in the photo finished with yeah. that won the race at Redcar I, I do think Torcello 16 to 1 I, I think Dan might be eyeing, eyeing eyeing a few shackles on this to be honest but okay, yeah.
0: brilliant stuff um, and John anything for the weekend you've been looking uh, at those National Hunt cards again haven't you
2: yes um, in the listed trivia race at Doncaster on Saturday I like uh Born with Pride with the mutton chops going on the first time. Um I think this also just needed a little bit of something like this. Just a little tweak to see if it's able to focus. And I think it's um I think it's certainly got the ability to go a bit for you. It's got a pretty good chance on the clock. The ratings it's nearly there. Um the ground should be no problem whatsoever, it ran well at Dover. i heavy, um, so I wouldn't be worried about how bad the ground got, to be honest, it stayed another half mile, really. Okay. Um, and so yeah, I, I like Bob's pride very much in that race at 10 to 1.
0: Okay, brilliant. Thanks for that. Um, any, any other business, anybody, anybody wants to throw in for the weekend before we depart?
1: Um, p- potentially, anyone that's playing in the Breeders' Cup, uh, I did some stats work on Keeneland. They've, they've, had, they've had four Breeders' Cups, um, and 46% I worked out, uh, had, had basically uh, come off poor efforts last time out. So, basically, for some reason, horses that do that have done well last time out do do less well compared to horses that maybe have. Have for some reason not performed on the last race. So I, I think you should always this weekend at the Breeders' Cup, look for, look for value and don't be put off a, a bad run from a horse last time out. Maybe maybe look further back, get some value, you know, bigger price runners. I think that's the way to go this weekend at um,
2: at Kingland.
0: OK, brilliant. Um, John, do you concur with that? Anything you
2: want to add? Yeah, I mean, just that I think um, Breeders' Cup's are. Becoming a little bit less memorable somehow, you know. I mean, I was talking to Labour before we came on air, and uh, he, he was saying like he, his his favourite Rangers cup memory, you know, was uh, Leicester and Royal Academy, you mm-hmm. know. And I mean, there was like three major stories that night, wasn't there? There was DJ Jump jumping the shadow, um, yep. Which apart from the Carson fans, nobody was really bothered about. <laughs> um, and then there was. Go for one, tragically breaking down in front of the stands. And then Piggott and O'Brien, just ridiculously amazing story. You know, and it it just seems a while since we had a night night where it was an epic night, you
1: know? Two masters of their craft. I mean, you know, Vincent O'Brien, Lester Piggott, um, Lester obviously with his troubles with with being in jail, etc., and then, and then comes, you know, comes back and and basically just does that. So yeah,
2: I mean everything about that was amazing, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the the price on the machine because it, even though like Vincent was in the absolute twilight of his career, Leicester was ten years past his best, and the septic still made it 94 favorite because they knew who the new overclass act was yeah. in the race. You know, and
1: uh, you, you couldn't have written a story like that, could you? No, yeah. I agree. It's the last time I've had a lump in my throat at a Breeders' Cup. Like,
2: you know, yeah.
0: I can't. I, I actually can't. um Apart from like, yeah, the World Academy. I can't, I, don't know, I actually I can't. But then again, it's not something that I would, you know, massively focus on. But I but I do I do watch them, and I I do I do like a like a punt on them to see if I can try and try and work out the US form but I, yeah I do I know what you mean and possibility I think obviously there's many number of reasons why this year there's a little bit of shine taken off of it um but who knows hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll see some good performances over the two days now we may well be back um for a look at the Paddy Power meeting at Cheltenham coming up it's when I get the boys to get the National Hunt form books out again. So we'll see you all again then. In the meantime, thanks for listening.
2: Get me bro Exactly. And
0: <laughs> don't, don't forget your tweed.
2: Um, so,
0: yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all soon.